Learn to be you, the podcast. Real talk, real people. All right. Okay. Got it. Got it. It's so American. Right, I love it. Welcome, <laughs> Lynette. Woohoo. So excited to be here. That's exciting. <laughs> I wonder Has, how it'll go with having the fourth person. Yeah, well, this is the first time, isn't it? This is the first time we've got a fourth person and a oh. guest. And we've asked the amazing Lynette, because we know you love rawness and vulnerability yes. and being our authentic self, which is big as our intention, isn't it, Jay? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That was our intention, isn't it? To be unapologetically, authentically us. And that's all we can be. Crazy T-shirts. We show up. We, yeah, we're in unison again. We're all in black. Lynette, you've joined in. Well done. We all got the memo. I'm at work. <laughs> also, I didn't realise I was your first guest. I feel really honoured now. Wow, yes. thanks. Yes. Ah, this is cool. Making history, people. Exactly, yeah. definitely. You left the uh, confetti. Michelle was too busy talking. Oh. oh. I can never... What's the... Fortune... That's a synchronicity at its best there, isn't it? <laughs> that is so funny, coaching. So the top topic is coaching. Mm-hmm. Right, Jay, why don't you start? Maybe let us know why you got into coaching, first of all. Yeah, no, um, I got into coaching originally because I was working on myself and I didn't want to t- go down the conventional route that doctors give you of tablets which some people need tablets I just didn't want to do that for anxiety so I started to look into coaching a lot of people have said to me you're quite wise I think it comes through me I don't think it's from me (laughs) not putting myself down or anything I think it's definitely (laughs) coming from somewhere else but yeah so that's what I looked into coaching for um I had a million tools before I joined Mindful Talent but I just didn't know how to structure a session and put it out there. So I had all this knowledge, I had all this NLP stuff, but I just didn't know how to put it into a session. So the Mindful Talent really helped me with that. And then I moved on to coaching children. So yeah, that's that's down to my son, Jaden, who everyone's probably aware of if they're on following my social media. Um, and he was dealing with some struggles at school. And I thought all this stuff I learned for myself that changed my life. How about if we gave this to our children? So yeah, so I'm I'm really on the children. I'm enjoying coaching some adults at the moment and children. But yeah, that's where I come from, pretty much. Love it. Well, I basically got into coaching because of Lynette. It was literally. Yay. So I did the um... same. <laughs> 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 yes synchros at their best today <laughs> i know it is synchro central so me and michelle did the same course didn't we shelly bell of lynette's um and jill and then i just kind of fell in love with personal development and it was crazy how um in like a few days my mindset and things just kind of started to shift and and the past kind of almost year, my life has just done a 360. It's crazy. And the results that I got 
and the breakthroughs and the changes that I found for myself, I just really thought I want to help somebody else create that for their life. And I thought, you know, why doesn't everyone know this stuff? I thought I need to put myself out there to encourage other people to do this. Um, but I think there is a difference between personal development and coaching. Because when I was doing the personal development, when I got further into it, I was like, oh, I could definitely coach someone. I could definitely do this, do that. But I think when you go through like the coaching process, there's so much more to it, like the listening and the really, really being present. And they also being able to give feedback and share what's coming up for you. So, I mean, me and Michelle aren't qualified yet, are we, Shelley Bell? No, nearly, not far. We've got it's like been a, a journey, hasn't it? It's been a oh. journey this last 18 weeks. Yes, it's been cray cray, but a total learning curve and totally eye-opening, eh? Definitely. And I think as well, because it's Alistair Gray, Lynette's brother, who does mindful talent, Lynette's just here, there and everywhere around us without us even knowing. <laughs> We're like twins, me and my brother. You're, You're watching us. Are, You're watching us. Literally, them two are watching us three. <laughs> we're like passing the baton on right to create that <laughs> ripple effect because what we want to create is world peace so we're doing that through you know meeting people that are on the same wavelength mm -hmm. we're going to be listening to this podcast as well who didn't have any awareness because you're so well I'll say about myself because as well on air Lynette you've been coaching me as well haven't you yes so we've been going on a journey together as well as me learning to coach and as well as finding self you know empowerment awakening you know total delving into myself for the last 12 months like Ellis said on your courses which was a way of coaching but also was a way of us looking into ourselves and doing the work ourselves there is a lot of action that you take when you are coaching one-to-one -one, but I think doing it in a group aspect on your courses was I opening and I think mm -hmm. If you can delve in between one-to-one -one and group coaching and, you know, find a community and your new friends, like me and Ellis, the best friends we speak every day. I've met Jay through this, through the community. Obviously, with yourself, Lynette, and the people I know who are class as family now, you know, are closer to anyone else that I know now. You know, you, yourselves know more things about me than probably my mum does or my husband, yeah. you know, on a personal yeah level and it's such a big thing to open up to and embrace as well you know if you find people like these don't let them go coaching is a process that you can take on yourself for your own development or you can go to help other people go through it it's a two-way sword isn't it yeah it's such a beautiful process I love it so do you want me to share about my my experience go Lynette we'd love to hear so it's funny because, well, I got onto the path of personal development, you know, over a decade ago, I was at my darkest point. I went to the doctor, I did get medication and thank God, because I was, there was so much chaos within, I just had no room to breathe and getting that antidepressant. I then found the works and the writings of Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I read, I got obsessed with his books. I read every single book. Sometimes I didn't understand them, but his language was speaking to me at a soul level. 
And then in 2015, I got a job at Lululemon. And it was when I was reading The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I'm sure his book helped me to get that job because it was truly in alignment. Um, Lululemon is a yoga brand and they're from Canada and they're all about personal development. So the first two weeks of my training there was nothing about the product. It was all about me and what I wanted. Um, and they also paid for me to go to this um, seminar called Landmark Forum. And it was three days where I basically got a bit of a spiritual slap, like this little Turkish lady called Virtue just really held a mirror up to me to say, look how you're being in this world. And I realized that I wasn't being my best version. I was blaming everyone else for how I was feeling. I was disempowering myself. And because I was showing up as poor Lynette, everyone else was co-creating me as poor Lynette. So I was stuck in this vibration of lack, scarcity, and poor me. So the coaching actually didn't come about until my brother met Ilaria. And Ilaria had trained with Michelle with Acorn Principle to become a coach. And she needed a case study. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So I was her case study. Now, this must have been like five or more years ago. And I remember we were working on a few different things in my life. One of them was like, right, I want to meet a guy. And I got really specific about this guy. And the guy came in. And I was like, oh, I forgot. I like, I forgot to write. Like, I like tall men. <laughs> that is not why we finished. But I was just like, this is powerful. He was quite short, basically. I was. <laughs> Next time I'll write. I like six foot. But I realized with through the coaching, I started to feel like really good. And I was like, I've done therapy before. I've done counseling and. I usually come out those sessions feeling worse than I went in. So with the coaching, I felt really empowered. Um, and my brother offered me that course three times and I said no to him. And as a gift as well. And I kept saying, nah, it's not for me. Um, but with Lululemon, I'd done a vision, a 10-year vision. And I knew I wanted to help people because I was now starting to feel better within myself. So the fourth time my brother asked me, I was like, okay, I'll do it. But I'll just do it like to learn more about me. Um, and I was paired up with a beautiful human being called Cameron Murdoch. He was my peer mm. and I was to coach him. Mm. And I remember getting on the bus to meet him in Edinburgh and he'd, he'd sort of text me to say he was already trained as a coach. And I was like triggered already comparing myself mm. saying, how am I going to do this? And I should really find my um, journal from going in on that bus. I was so scared. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I hadn't printed anything off. I was underprepared. Anyway, I went into that first coaching session with Cameron and I was like, I found my calling from that first session. So that's how I got into coaching. I didn't go into it thinking I was going to become a coach. It wasn't my intention. But doing that first session, leading Cameron through his session was when I was like, ah, this is it. This is a new way for people to feel empowered and just to hold the space for someone. It was so beautiful. I love that. That's exactly how I feel, you know, Lynette. I'm like, why does everyone not know this? It's, And I love how when you do coaching, you can, like when I try and do it with people, I always 
encourage people to journal which obviously you taught us like a way back a year ago I would never even have considered doing that but I love how in this session you know somebody can have like a really insightful moment and then when they go away and journal on it they know exactly where it's coming from and it just shows you how just by somebody holding a space for you you know it doesn't need to be digging deep into your deepest darkest wounds of your life it doesn't need to be that it can just be a conversation between people whatever comes up for you comes up and that's where you work from I just find it so powerful to even just speak and listen yeah and just be in that space together it's amazing yeah, it's cool. It's even, you know, you've maybe done the bit where you are listening really intently mm-hmm. and it can feel uncomfortable, right? If that's that silence there, because we're not used to just sitting in silence waiting for the client to uncover what's going on. But it's it's a really powerful exercise that you do within mindful talent. It's cool. I think also people are not used to being listened to also. So on the other end, mm-hmm. we're learning to really listen, but they're not used to being listened to. So sometimes it can be because the first time I, when I was coached, which was on Mindful Talent when, with the peers, and the first time someone actually listened to me, didn't try to give me advice, didn't try to fix me, mm-hmm. just really listened to me. It was like, whoa, it really took me back because everybody's so quick to give you advice. And I'm kind of a bit thingy on the word advice because the word advice for me kind of brings up people ask for it and then never do anything with it. So they don't take the action. So I don't like to give people advice. I'll give you information that works and you either go with it or you don't. So yeah, the word advice is a bit of a funny one for me. I have a bit of a funny attachment to that word. But um, yeah, I, I just think listening and even with children, even with children, their parents always message after the group and go, oh my God, Jay, you're so patient. But I'm like, I'm just holding the space for them. If they want to tell me about LOL dolls or a worm named... Bella is their new pet. <laughs> Go ahead. And their parents are always like apologizing, like, oh, do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's okay. It's okay. I love this stuff. I love listening to them. So yeah, it's even powerful, even down to a, a five-year-old. Well, that's what's going on for you, isn't it, Jay? You know, that's what's going on in those children's lives when you're holding the space. Is there LOL dolls or whatever else? But you're not actually ignoring them. You are holding the space for them to actually give out what is going on in their minds at the time. You think about it, though. As adults, sometimes we don't feel listened to. You think children, how many people put stuff on them? And, <laughs> oh, in a minute. And I know I've done it when I when my son was younger. Do you know what I mean? I'm busy. I'm doing it. But actually to stop and have that 45 minutes of Jay sitting there messing everything up because I do <laughs> and, and literally listening is powerful. I know how powerful it is with adults, but it's just as powerful with little ones as well. So, yeah, I, I absolutely love listening to them. Absolutely. I also think um, there's, I never really knew coaching existed before I started this journey. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it's the kind of thing that should be accessible to everyone. I don't know why it's like, do you feel this way as well? Like when you went into the personal development world, it was like, your eyes were open to something that you didn't even know existed. Some glasses off. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's crazy. And like, even as you say, Jay, like with kids and stuff, even just listening to people, like letting people talk to you. I love 
like being in a session and when somebody is talking and they're maybe talking about how their days went and then something will come up and you're just sitting there listening like absorbing what they're saying and maybe after like 10-15 minutes the real shizzle like starts to appear and that's when you know that that's what really needed to come out but as you say Jay that would never happen in normal life because you would answer or you would swerve the subject or something would change but actually just giving somebody like 15 minutes of uninterrupted chat that's when for me anyway that's when I really start to see things coming up and I'm like ah right so that's what what was supposed to be coming up for you today it's gold yeah. isn't it because you just see you can see it in them and I think as well Alice I don't know if you'll agree what we've been learning these last or successions should just be taught in life you know I'm speaking mm-hmm. to my staff I'm working in my business differently um, and the listening concept and as well you know taking action and watching people develop as well as how much I know I'm developing throughout I feel like I'm on a whirlwind of who is actually developing here is it my case study is it my peer is it me because mm-hmm. I'm constantly learning it's like a roller coaster you don't you don't ever want to get off once you get on it Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think we're all learn as the coach. You're learning as well. It's funny because I'm now um, stepped into a spiritual coaching practice for a year, um, a year's course, and I get to witness people being coached on that um, on these zooms. And it's like I actually transform just witnessing. So mm-hmm. I think as the coach, you also transform in every single session as well as the person you're coaching, the coachee. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Like it, it gives everyone that freedom and that lightness because we're all so interconnected. We are all one, as I believe. And when you are taking somebody through that process, there's a part of you also being healed, I believe. I feel it. Definitely. I agree with you. I come off every coaching session ready, bouncing around the room with so much energy because it's just amazing. And it's like, sometimes they'll thank you. And it's like, but I didn't do anything. I just listened, Mm -hmm. but even just listening, I've realized is actually doing something. So yeah, I think, well, like back to what Ellis was saying about coaching and it needs to be everywhere. That is why it's my passion to give it to children. But I think when I first heard about coaching, it was kind of like what celebrities have. It wasn't what people like me had. So I think there's a little Mm. bit of work here to do that actually to teach people because you speak to people and if they have an experience of it, oh my God, they'll get what we're talking about. But when it's first mentioned coaching, you either think it's something that's way too expensive and I'll never afford it. It's for celebrities. (laughs) What do you know about my life? You can't give me advice. And it's not about giving you advice because everybody has every single answer inside themselves. So I think... It's good to have this conversation today and it's going to go out and people are going to hear it because they're going to hear that actually it changed our life. And actually, if you just gave it a chance and just experienced it and gave all and played full out, you'll actually see it will change your life. It's not a load of rubbish. It's not a load of hippie people thinking the best of everything because no, we have rubbish days. We've spoken in our WhatsApp group and I'm just so blessed to have these two and, and Lynette because we all, I do feel it. It's like I've known you all for years and it's like mm-hmm. a sort of family and it really hits deep when everyone supports my son because that means the world to me because we are, it does take a village to raise a child and actually we all need other people other than some of the people in your family that are around you because 
I think you, especially Ellis and Michelle, you bring out the best in me. And I know Lynette in past, we've had conversations and you've pushed me forward. And actually you've all played a part in me being this amazing dad to Jaden, because actually I haven't got any male figures around me. I don't know what it is to be a man. So I've just made it up as I went along and maybe that was for the best looking at maybe some of the people around me. But yeah, so we all we all play a part in each other's lives for, for the best. And I think that's what's amazing about the coaching community. And if you get coached by someone, you then join that family. It's not like we're better than you because we're coaches. We're mm. all equal in, in some way. So yeah, I absolutely love it. There's a couple of things that you said there and triggered, and let me see if I've lost my train of thought. But um, well, the first thing was, you know, I've spoke to many coaches who are, perhaps afraid to put themselves out there because they feel like they need to be winning at all areas of their life, right? And then I always give the example of, you know, Andy Murray's got a coach. It doesn't mean the coach is the famous um, tennis player, but the coach can find the blind spots. And I think for us, like, it doesn't matter if you haven't got your life all sorted out. It's you being there, witnessing and holding that space. And um, what was the other thing? Oh, the other thing I was going to talk about, yeah, so often you know, in this line of work, people think we just need to be positive all the time. So you were touching mm. on, you know, we definitely need to express our upsets. And if that's what you use some of your coaching session for, just to say like, I'm effing upset right now, you know, the world has gone crazy and actually just voicing what you're upset about without like giving yourself a hard time. Because actually if you voice it and you get out and you feel the emotion, then it is going to have less power. It does normally lead to something else as well, that emotion that's coming up initially, doesn't it, Lynette? Aye, the emotion is where the wisdom is. And normally normally you need to tap on it, don't you? Normally, like Ellie said, when you have that space and and they're saying something here is going on at the top, there's something normally with the right coach that'll bring that out of you to release it. Yeah. And that's where, yeah, the emotions are a gift. It is where the wisdom lives. I love, love what it. you said, Lynette, about um, not having to be positive all the time because this is what, and I know Jay and you We don't like this say, word, do we, Alice? We don't like positive and negative, do we, Shirley Bell? No. <laughs> because it just puts such a pressure on people to feel amazing all the time. And, you know, if you're maybe not having the best day, it's as if, like, you're not winning at life when, you know, actually you need the rubbish days to bring out the best days in you. You need all the shadows, like the limiting beliefs. You need all of this stuff to kind of push you forward and to really bring out the light. Like, and we always openly talk about, like on our social media and stuff, Shelley, if we're not feeling tip top, like I've been missing in action for about three weeks. I've not been speaking to anybody because, well, apart from you guys, obviously, but... You know, I haven't been like on Instagram just because I'm doing coaching and pretending that everything's fine and that I'm feeling tip top because I'm not. And that's all right. Like, it's okay to feel like that. But I do think there is a pressure to, and I've, you know, I've been guilty of this. Like, I would look at somebody and think, oh my God, they've got all their shizzle together. How are they so positive all the time? And, then actually you realise, like, we're all just people living in this human experience. Like, we are all the same, whether you're, like, Tony Robbins or 
the guy doing the street. We actually are all the exact same. And, and here's the thing, Tony Robbins will have more challenges than any of us in this room because mm. of his success. So mm. we've yeah. got to understand that the like the more you go into this, the more obstacles come your way, the more challenges. And we're not robots. We aren't going to feel happy clappy all the time. I'm sure Tony Robbins gets to points where he's like, you know, and it's like just it's that it's not labeling anything as positive or negative. It just is. And it's the meaning that we put on that because Mm. you could have a negative experience in your perspective to somebody else that could be a real positive experience. So each of us is going to live an entirely different life, even if we're doing the same things, because it's coming from, you know, our perspective, our programs. Just is, Lynette. I love that. It just is. Just is. And I think, I think as well, Jay, when you mentioned as well, it, coaching did used to be looked at like it was only celebrities or it was only, you know, like tennis players, football players. But when you think them people are that successful in what they're doing, they have made it to a point that they can see there are things missing and they need mm-hmm. someone. It's because they've got successful, I feel, in my opinion, that they have embraced as a there's missing points that they have looked outwardly for a coach because they've already got the drive. And I think as well with me, I'm wanting to get people where I can see that they have got that spark. They can do something, but they've got limiting beliefs. They have got that self-taught, but they do want to be successful because no one who's done coaching on a one-to-one or group hasn't achieved something successful. If they've been held in the right space with the right people, I can't commend that for all coaches. But I mean, if you are in the right space with the right people who have learned and traded well, then they have success, been successful and and achieved certain things. I know I have, Jay, you have, Ellis has, Lynette, you have. And I think it's all about the space you're held in, isn't it? So it's not just a celebrity thing. I think people with success have just spotted or people have told them where they've spotted that maybe. But to get it, through to more people will only make more people become successful and achieve more, won't it? Yeah, and perhaps these people are successful or celebrities, whatever they are, because they've had mentors and coaches. Like if we read Think and Grow Rich, which was written so many years ago, this is how like creating masterminds and being coached and using other people for their skill sets and us giving people our skill sets. That's how we rise. But perhaps we've been conditioned to believe that we're the lone wolf. We've got to do everything on our own, man up, you know, you're a woman, just do all the tasks, do all, don't ask for help. So then we hit our heads against a wall because we're like, how can I be successful? Well, look at the successful people. It's because they're surrounded by people that want to see them when they've got people in their lives that can give them, you know, tools and techniques or open a door for them. Like we can't do it alone. And the reason these people are successful is because they've reached out and asked for help. Outsourcing is a big one, isn't it? Because I never used to do that. And I've let go of so much of my job role and things I didn't need to do. And it's now become more profitable and more productive in me trusting other people to do it. But, you know, surround yourself with millionaires. You're going to be a millionaire without a doubt, or you're going to be achieving towards one. Surround yourself in a certain job role you want to do with them types of people. Then you're going to take initiative and information from them set of people. You know, you want to be a rally race car driver, go to the tracks, speak to other people. Mm -hmm. You're right in what you say. I'm a big believer in that. And I think as well, yeah, we do do comparison shopping but I think if we comparison and look at it as not a negative and just say 
comparison to people you want to strive like delete your social medias take people you want to be like good people fulfill people and look at that and think right you know people as well who are authentic that's work in progress for all of us here mm-hmm. and that we try to show up more authentic you know look at them people you can't compare yourselves to them you just want to follow in suit of a type of not in a more of a knowledgeable type of state of mind where you look at them and you think right that is what I want to achieve that is a goal for me and as long as you're taking steps towards them type of people or initiatives or anything like that that's going on it's progress within yourself it's not always comparison shopping if you're looking at the right people or the right things yeah Yeah. definitely though I also think it's so important though to not put people on a pedestal and to recognize and realize that you know everybody is just the same they might just be winning at life just now but they will have felt like I always think no matter what you're feeling there will be somebody else around you that has felt that way or is going to feel that way and they need you to you know share that because then they'll resonate with you so I think it's super important to not put people on a pedestal like even when we um done like our meditation course and stuff like that Shelley and I would always we would always say how like amazing Brett was and he is he's great like he's fab but he's not any better than like anyone else he's just a guy teaching people how to meditate and he's not um giving anything more to the world than what anybody else is you know like we all are putting our own worth in and so I think sometimes like if you maybe said to somebody you were a coach you were doing coaching they would think oh she must have all her shizzle together but you know we are actually all just the same yeah I love that you touch on that because that pedestal thing right and I've done it in the past you put the guru on the pedestal and then when they don't show up in that way you get pissed off with them and you start blaming them you go into judgment (laughs) and they are they're just a human being so they're going to make mistakes right so then you're like pissed off you're resentful against the guru that you once loved and you're like being out of alignment with who you are because you know that's not the truth and you know that you know they are love your love but yeah, I love that you touched on that. It's definitely I, something I that we've, we've got to learn. We've got to be so authentic and that is our in- intention because we don't want someone to meet us in the street and think no, she's no not way. like how she is on the YouTube or she's not how she is when she's on a social media and whatever. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> just flipping over YOLO. Um, I think that's why we want to be like that because people have put me on a pedestal and I'm like, I'm sh- and I've, when I've spoke to people about oh, how a normal working week in, in my life will go, they'll go, what? You actually deal with that? You do that? You And I'm like, but that's normal to me. So don't presume my life's clear sailing and because of material things or because of what I've succeeded in. M- more I've learned from is the downtime and the bad things that have happened and the traumas that have happened, whether in business or personal life. That has for sure been my awakening moments where I can see the switch in my mindset or my behavior I can always reflect it back to a bad a bad or you know negative situation normally yeah there's more wisdom than that than just like woohoo flying yes there's no wisdom in that really (laughs) and social media only shows the good bits anyway doesn't it but I think if people show the more vulnerable and authentic to themselves as well if you're looking for a coach 
look at them people, have a chat with them, see if you've got that energy with them. Yes. Do you know it's, what's it's, so it's, funny? It's an important thing to know you've got the energy when you are looking for a coach and to work with someone to know you're on that same. Do you know what's so funny though? Like, see, when we first did your course, Lynette, I used to think you were mental. Like, see, when you used to dance about Ninsta, I used to think, <laughs> what the hell is she doing? <laughs> Honestly, I used to think you were nuts. And then, like, the more I got into this, the more I'm like, this is amazing. But it just shows that I was obviously triggered because I knew that that was in me somewhere wanting to come out. But so I was like, God, this chick's crazy, like, dancing on Instagram. But it yes. just shows me that that was in me somewhere waiting to come out. Absolutely. And that's why I've been triggered by it. Yeah, I got triggered so I got triggered so much because as well, because you're in a group as well when you start in this journey, when people are still talking around and you don't want to take it on because you're on a personal journey. And that's where you want to look at is group coaching for you. You will get triggered, but it'll bring the best out in you. Or is it first a good thing to maybe go on a one-to-one coaching journey? But all good came out of them courses. I, I definitely, I would definitely recommend a coaching course before one-to-one me personally I don't know how you guys feel on that oh I would definitely agree I love the group coaching I love the group vibe I love making connections like and also Lynette you remember when we done the three-month course you said oh everybody find an accountability buddy and people were fuming remember because nobody (laughs) wanted to do that that was how me and Michelle started I'd never spoke to Michelle in my life even though we'd done the course before you were kind of secret squirrel Shelly weren't you you weren't really yeah I was I was like watching in I was like watching in thinking whoa this is wild she was an observer (laughs) (laughs) she was an observer and then Lynette said right everyone get an accountability buddy and I was like say right I'm not asking anyone out right I'll just write it on the face page and then Michelle commented saying all right I'll be your buddy then and I thought all right we better like get a wee combo on the go and I didn't just go all right all right I will I will abscond with you Ellis Russell I was like so you're hired this is the apprentice (laughs) You know, there was met, there was a reason for me putting that out there and I knew it would trigger people, right? But look, that's the beauty that can happen. And the reason I've done that is because I've done many group programs and the seminars that I go to is very much getting into, you know, partnership with somebody that you've never met. Mm-hmm. Like I went to um, a ranch in California for a week and the first day they're like, find a partner. And I'm like, oh God, all these people, like 50 people, 25 women, 25 men. I was to find a woman. And you're like, you know, you're judging. You're like, oh, no going yeah. to them. Oh, they remind me of such and such. No going to mm-hmm. them. And then suddenly I just find this beautiful blonde woman and I grabbed her and I went, you're mine. <laughs> and, and the thing is, she lives in Las Vegas. Um, she's done Mindful Talent now as well since meeting. And, you know, she's a sister for life. I was talking to her on Saturday. Now, there was no part of me that really wanted to go and find somebody in that moment. I was scared and I was like judging. But by doing that, I now have this like amazing female in my life. And, you know, so often we just keep ourselves small by not connecting. So there was a reason for you doing that, but I knew it would trigger Oh yeah, and then we, and then we found Jay. Then we found Jay, didn't we? Along the way, mm-hmm. 
Do you've not and done how- the courses, have you, Jace? So you're you were part of the Mindful Tribe, which Lynette's connected to also. <laughs> It's mad, but isn't it? all intertwined along the line. We're all connected because, like you say, we are one, and I do believe that. Um, it's mad, isn't it? But it's like I'll just meet people, and I just know that you're more than just a friend, you're family. And I like to bring a, a friend was a word that is still a bit tricky because I've never really had any friends because. They weren't my people. And back mm-hmm. through my teenage years, most of my life, up until basically meeting you guys, I kind of thought I was never meant to have any friends. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't a nice person. I'm too much. All those labels we give ourselves. But actually, I realized they just weren't my people. They just weren't my people. And all the things they did and the way I've been used and all that, that was just lessons. And I've become a better friend because of those lessons. So, I, I, I go in all out and that's, I guess, why I get hurt sometimes. And we've had this conversation in the WhatsApp group, haven't I? I'm like, this feels strange. I'm giving everything to you two and I don't really know you. And I'm opening my heart and you could just literally stab me in it. But I know you won't because there's only a few people I know that actually I can be that that honest with. But yeah, I'm, I'm just a lawn or nothing guy. I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve. And that used to be a bit of a... A downfall for me but now I realize actually that's just who I am and coaching is my calling and it's what I'm meant to do and I can be me and I can wear silly t-shirts and that's okay and I think the lessons we go through like like the radio interview I did a radio interview and they were basically trying to dig me out they were trying to make me get cross with them I think and then after I got off I went in the room and Neil was listening to it and they were they were basically slagging off what I looked like, what I wore. And, and you know what, normally that would have triggered me, but I was like, no, that's my lesson here. That I, I got through that and I'm proud of myself. And actually, that's more about you as people and you can't pretend to be running a men's mental health radio station and be treating people that way. So actually, I think those people need to go look at themselves. But I learned lessons from that because I was like, normally I would have, fed into that and I'd have got angry but we kind of had a conversation didn't we now what's that group about it and actually I realized actually that was a lesson for me and actually I'm not at that level and I don't need to be around those people so yeah and Jay I don't know if this will resonate but just digging in deeper to that whole thing about you know friends and how our stories and how we are always co-creating we're always creating our reality so when you've obviously gone and you've started to do the work, like you're now changing those beliefs. But if we have the beliefs at a young age, you know, that friends are maybe difficult or, you know, attract these friends, that's kind of what we're doing, right? And it's that's what fascinates me about this work is when you start to uncover the stories, like I shared, my story was poor me, which mm. by the way, can still come up, right? Yeah. But yeah. when I've spoke to my brother, because we're now much more aware and, we don't trigger each other as much. We can have conversations where he's brutally honest and say, he said to me, yeah, I did think poor Lynette. And I thought, I need to fix her. I need to help her. So he was helping me to stay stuck in my story. So we were both co-creating that reality. So it's like, I ask all of us, where are we actually in relationship with someone else where we're focusing on the lack, where we're focusing on them, like, maybe not dealing with life and how can we turn Mm -hmm. that around and start seeing them in the light and start seeing them as you know this beautiful human being that they are 
That's so interesting that and it's so it's so it's so enlightening as well for anyone who's going to be listening to that. There is no bad people around you. There is no amazing people. Everyone is just one. It's it's how you're looking at them. It's your perspective of how you're looking at them. And I think we've learned so much. So whether anyone's going to be thinking of getting a coach, whether anyone's going to be looking at a journey, taking that first step to looking at yourself is definitely the step to more outward happiness. Well, it has been for me anyway, generally. I don't know how you guys feel, but Lynette, every, in the last year, and I think, Jay, Ellis, do you agree with me this? When I've been watching you, Lynette, you're glowing and glowing and glowing more as you're going on. So I need some of that makeup glow. I'm just on the next little trail at the back. That's all that's without Michelle. That's what I mean. It's it's the more honestly, the more you do the work, and that's why Jay, I wanted to like say to you, you have co-created these fabulous relationships now because you're changing, you know, that inner dialogue, those beliefs about yourself, and you know, as all of us, we we become more like worthy of who we are and we realize that we are perfect and whole and complete just as we are. And we will have those moments where we slip, but really like pat ourselves on the back that we've all created this today. Yeah, definitely. You know what I found crazy though, and being truthful on this, you three probably know more about me than anyone in my life but I never need to think about what I'm messaging or what I'm saying to you three and I think when you know you've got the right people around you and you know I've got really good you know I've got good close friends a small circle who will love to pieces but there's some people that won't judge won't look at you won't frown upon you but will just hold a space and I think if you do look at you know progressing through coaching or self you know self-work you you will know when you find them people I'm 36 so later on in life I've just found a different breed of of my my tribe oh definitely and you know what Shelly Bell we've spoken about this before like we would always have got on because we have a pure hoot together but if we would have became pals like two years ago we would have just been going out and getting pissed all the time wouldn't we like for fun we would not have been but we have an actual energetic connection don't we it's crazy like we all do on this call don't we it's crazy how coaching's come up and the synchronicity and the universe however you ever want to think about it if you believe in that has brought us to these conversations it could have any other thing could have come up but this has just masterminded us into this conversation hasn't it yeah and this is where you know consciousness always guides And when I think, you know, as a new coach or any coach, you know, sometimes you can get that fear and it's like, just remind yourself that consciousness will guide the conversation. So this is exactly how it was meant to be. This has been happening for years. Like there is no time, time is illusion. And this has already happened many, many times before, which is blows my mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm having having an out of body in the middle of my office. (laughs) But that was so interesting, Lynette, what you said to Jay. And Jay, you, you, we didn't look at that as a negative situation. When you went on that radio show, I thought it was amazing because I've never seen anyone hold the self authentic to them, mm. to two different types of people. One was trying to go down a reaction out of Jay and then one was kind of like stroking him, you know, like loving what he was mm. saying. And it was such a good situation to watch the strength of Jay come out. And oh. also for me and Ellis to watch and learn that you are going to have these different types of people around you. Your reaction says a lot about you. 
And I've learned a lot about my reactions and how I react to people in coaching. And that's training to be a coach just as well as being coached. Yeah, well done, Jay. So is it, is it, are we able to listen to it or was it live? I think, yeah, it was, I think it's on YouTube. I'll, I'll, I'll ping you the um, thing and you can yeah. have a watch. But yeah, yes. going back to what you were saying about you create your reality, I, I agree with you looking back. It's like even in the first with Leah, I used to, when I first knew all this coaching stuff, I used to try and get my wife Leah um, to do this stuff and she wasn't ready. And then I came across you and Jill and I was like, they're the people. And I let go of the ego that I needed to fix her. And I was like, no, I don't care where she gets this from. She just needs to go on this journey. And they're there. So I, I, you even do that. You, I think a lot of coaches, you start out, even, even as people thinking, I can fix everybody. Even if they don't want to be fixed, I'm going to fix you. And then you realize, <laughs> actually, they've really got to want it for one and going to want to pick it up. And I see this in a couple, a lot of, a couple of people around me are going on a personal development journey and they're trying to fix everyone and they're trying to give them crystals and they're, and it's like, I'm just watching and I'm observing and I'm thinking that isn't going to work because they've got to want it. They've got to want it. And I think when you're doing that, so I, I definitely made that mistake and I'm like to my mum and stepdad, read these books yeah, and like, yes. fuck off with your few books, <laughs> right? And what I was, what I was seeing in them, I was seeing that there was something wrong with them. And how often do we make other people, or there's something wrong with them, or they're wrong? And it takes me back to that holding everyone in perfection. Now that is difficult. It's like you're really enlightened mm -hmm. if you can do that in every single moment. But when you catch yourself, you know you need this. It's mm. like they're perfect and whole as they are. It's up to them. You know, you can share, you can be the light and then they might come to you and say, Jay, what are you doing? I've noticed such a transformation in you. And then that's that opportunity to say, here's a course or here's a book to read. Oh, definitely. Do you know what? That was so me as well. See, when I started personal development about a weekend, I would find myself like so quickly getting annoyed with everyone around me because I was like why why is everyone not doing this why are you all still stuck in the shit and I'm like trying to make life better for everyone and then do you know what though I used to get so annoyed with people like people who I was closest to because I would be like not thinking I was better than them but thinking like why are you talking about that or why do you even care I mean I've moaned to you about this Michelle many many times I'm like why are people so stuck in the past? Why can you not see what, what's possible? But then do you know what's happened? I've just totally learned to surrender to any sort of trying to force it on people. And as I've surrendered to that, I've noticed people around me who are totally, but least likely I would ever think of, have started like just dropping in like, oh, I've done a wee meditation or you know I've started journaling or something same. Like that. and exactly I'm the like, same like in the background like all right that's cool you know what I mean whereas before I was like why are you talking about that shit like let it go you need to be doing this which is obviously going to bring up resistance for people because they're like well who are you to teach well it gets us in a mood as well doesn't it when they're not doing what we're saying like why are you doing why are you watching that why are you watching the news why are you going to get you know what's going to happen when you get hammered at a weekend and then and, and, and like you say we've just kind of gone and people are just watching us and following and following you know in suit not following in suit more like seeing you know what are we doing that's why I like to share things and put on I'm not trying to get people to 
come and do things on, on, you know, behind me. I'm just like saying, you know, it does work. Meditation does work. Intentions work. Gratitudes work. You know, how would you say, Lynette, to look for, if you were to look, be looking for a coach, how would you say the best way is to connect and find a coach that's good for you? Yeah, I think... Um, if you're not in all, our world, because yeah, it's like a... I think having the intention, you know, to have a coach, one that's in alignment, would be my first step. For me, then suddenly the coach appears. It's like when people say, oh, what should I read next? And I'm like, it'll come to you. So mm. for me, there's always another book and it just seems to come. Um, I think if that's not happening, if you're not in that flow, it's like, you know, type in coach, read somebody's bio, um, have a look at their Instagram, see if what they're talking about resonates and then jump, ask for a discovery call because you don't need to sign up with the coach in the discovery call, but you get to see if they are in alignment, if they're talking your language and if they can hold the space for you. It's so important, the alignment and the energy you're feeling mm, off someone. It's like meeting, sure. meeting yeah. someone, meeting somewhere, someone anywhere, you yeah. know, if they're your person, don't you? Mm. Aye, it's kind of like going on a date, right? You're going to be like, yeah, yeah. well, if I want another date with this one, like if I get excited by a coach, I'm like, yeah, let's have another date. Well, let's, mm -hmm. let's, you know, enroll into it. So I treat it as a sort of date. <laughs> it is because, you know, you might be spending the rest of your life or divulging some heartfelt <laughs> secrets or, you know, your bank balance or anything, but it is a serious, it is serious because it is a big thing as well, confidentiality. Yeah. And I know it's come up on our unit on Mindful Talent a lot, you know, about talking about the confidentiality and things like that, hasn't it? And I've grown the relationships, my case studies, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but, you know, I like to say that throughout and to know that they're being held in a space. And when they're saying to me, Michelle, I've never spoke to anyone about this. Um, mm -hmm. I feel at ease doing that the way you're listening and I'm, I'm not being judged. And massive factors for them to just have 60, 90 minutes of just being them. I struggled with one case study because they couldn't believe they would, these sessions were going to be about them and they didn't yeah. have to worry about, or, you know, they weren't saying, I know, but I've done this for such and such and that. And I'm like, but what have you done for you? Where yeah. are you? What do you want? What, yeah. What's your focus? What's your goal? And it took me maybe two going on to three sessions for them to just actually go, I, I now understand this is about me. I'm going to stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's alien, right, to people. Mm. There's no understanding with it, is there? What are mm. your views, guys, on that? Yeah, a lot of the time, you know, when I say to somebody, share with me what's important to you, and they'll go reel off everything. And then at the end, I'll say, are you important to you? And they're like, oh, you even thought of me. I never even thought of me. And it happens like so many times. So, yeah, completely get that. People people find it like, oh, this is a bit self-indulgent to mm. talk about myself. I'm like, no, this is like proper self-care yeah I think though it's not really a known thing to like talk about yourself unless you're in this kind of world I would never have I never used to put myself first like ever I used to get a buzz off doing everything for everybody else like it genuinely made like fed my ego big time it made me feel so important to like do everything for everyone and then like moan about how much I did for everyone and then <laughs> wonder why I was like so tired all the time and hating hating life it's crazy that 
you're not just empowered from like day dot to love yourself more than you love anyone. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's, it's the fact of, isn't it? It's like when you go to an interview and they'll ask you what you're good at and what your strengths are, and you sit there and you find it so tricky. And then just before I left my job as a TA, I moved up a scale and I went into the interview and she asked all these questions and I came out and I was like, oh, that was really easy. It was really easy to talk about myself. And it was really, and that's when I noticed that actually, yeah, it's, it's, and it's like, it's like you hear the saying of she loves herself. And I've heard Jill say that, it's like, it's a bad thing. Why is that a bad thing? And so many people say to me, like the way I'm with Leah and how much I push her up and I want her to grow and I'm supporting her. Why, why are you doing that? Do you know what I mean? In the beginning, that was instilled into me that that was scary to empower my wife because what if she leaves me? But it, it, it's crazy, the, the little stories and the things that come into yourself. It's like I get told all the time, oh my God, you're an amazing dad. And I just sit there and go, I'm just being a dad. Isn't this what all men are to their sons? <laughs> it's not a big deal, do you know what I mean? And it's just, I think the little things now that people think are most amazing about me, I'm just like, that's just me. And, and I agree with you. I found it really hard in the coaching when we first started coaching on the peer for my talent to actually talk about myself because everything I do is to serve everybody else. Every book I read is to serve everybody else. But I'm learning to take time for Jay. And from the thing I watched last night with Alistair, Michelle and Raimi, their course, I know I don't need to do that course because I know I've got it, but I've, I've learned something from that. Take some time for Jay and Jay needs to work on some spirituality because the spirit guide is around all the time, irritating my hair. And it's basically saying to me, well, you damn listen to me. And I don't. <laughs> so I, I learned something from that from last night. So, yeah. I think I'm that's a good point. No, Jay, isn't Huh? Sorry, I think that's a good point to be looking out for people's workshops and you know seeing other people's workshops mm, and yeah. you know, things like Alice's five-day free workshop. You know anyone oh, who's substantial or a good, yeah, or a good coach or they've got a good tribe or you yeah. know they are they are an influencer of sorts. Um, when you're watching people like that and they are giving free workshops like that, that are they are places to meet other people, like-minded people, or mm -hmm. see other people, and I think you know embracing them because I got so much out of that I'm looking forward to the course of Alistair but the courses were you as well Lynette I, yeah. I have definitely got things out of there but you know as well she loves herself I can now see I can now if you put two women in front of me or men with whoever and you know I had a conversation I would definitely know who loves themselves on an outside aspect but not within <laughs> and who loves themselves thoroughly fulfilled within and outside probably as well who loves themselves within and not outside because mm. you know there's three senses I could definitely clearly clarify between the three I don't think you know I think we're always going to have the examples of different versions of loving yourself aren't we yeah absolutely and Jay just you know coming back to you saying oh, it's just me being a dad that's where sometimes we can diminish ourselves because not everyone is a great dad some dads don't even stick around so you know yeah, the I'm fact that you. even you know so it's like don't diminish your qualities just actually own them say I am amazing and I laugh because I remember when we were little my dad loved himself my dad has always loved himself and we used to give him a hard time I remember he shared with us when he was a little boy, he came running down the stairs and he caught a glimpse of himself in the mirror and he went, oh, who's that handsome guy? And then he realised it was him. And me and my brother went, eh. And me and my mum and my brother, when we were growing up, used to, you love yourself. 
And actually, I met him recently and I said, Dad, you've always loved yourself. He went, quite a handsome guy. <laughs> that sounds like my husband. My husband, Nate, does not care what he wears or what he does or anything. He loves himself in and out. He, he's, and he, he just doesn't care. He's not interested. He's not interested in what he's got on. He doesn't care how he comes across. He's like Marmite. He is actually in tune with himself. In tune. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's funny. My dad's like, dad, that's a hunk, Lynette, you know. He's like, I, I didn't understand what you're all talking about. <laughs> I said, Dad, Dad, I'm on the radio. Do you want to listen? And I phoned him afterwards. He went, Oh, I listened for a minute. I didn't really care what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> that's hilarious. So funny. So, so funny. grateful to have you on here, though, Lynette, because we couldn't have had a better subject that came up. Could we, guys? Yeah, that was cool. Mm. Cool conversation. I what are we all going to take away from today? Yeah, who goes first, Jay? What are you going to take away yeah. from today? Just love and energy. Because talking about the free events, if people want to know what coaching feels like, join one of the free events. Because the energy, the content is absolutely amazing, but the energy is on another level. So even if I know the stuff, I'll come along just for the energy. But yeah, I'm taking away love today. I feel a lot of love for you guys. Oh, we love you, Jay. I think I'm going to take away that I would just put out to anyone, you know, this time a year ago, I didn't know any of you guys. And then I thought Lynette was mental. And then I signed up to her course. And then a year later, I'm to be a coach. Oh, doing. <laughs> We all love Fanta. We Dee -dee. love Fanta. <laughs> I will never forget that point in Fanta. If anybody from Scotland is listening to this, we were basically talking about how Lynette had thought she was ginger. And I referred to something as Fanta. You all know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> in the middle of a... Was it alive on Facebook? Alive! Alive! Oh, God, I lowered the, we lowered the tone that night. Ah, oh, well, we were having a hoot. You've just Keeping got to real. last, don't you? Exactly, Yellow. and this is my takeaway. Like, we're all just the same. We're all just humans. We're all just floating our way through life, trying to do the best with what we've been given. And we're all just the same. Love that. I am literally just taking away gratitude from today. That's just reminded myself that we are all on a different journey. We've got different paths. We've got different futures ahead of us. And I was just literally present through every bit of that. And I'm just trying to learn to be present so much more and listening so much more. So thanks, guys. That was just amazing today. That's my therapy done. Go on, Lynette. What did you get from us lunatics? Gratitude is mine as well. I think um, these conversations just fill me up so much. And it's really important to connect with people that you can have these conversations with because you're always, well, in any conversation, you can learn so much about yourself because every single one of you is within me somewhere. There's something within you that I recognize. So thanks for being so open and thanks for having me on. Ah, uh, we've loved it, haven't we, dolls? So good. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. If you loved it, let us know and leave a review.
If you'd like to interact with us and want a chance to guest star on our show, please get in touch with us on our Instagram handles and also our email address. Thank you so much for tuning in.